your joy. I said, are you ready for what's coming your way this evening? Stand to your feet. Put your hands together for Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. Take your seat. Well, I am amazed at the talent that we have seen here tonight. Am I the only one who is amazed? Hey! hey. I think you should put your hands together again for the protocol. Singers, dancers, miners, what? Film stars. Hey! MC. Hey, it's not easy in there. You know, I think heaven will be like that. So we'll be there, no, then one day, then Jesus will come and say that those people, those people who are in first love, I say, where are they? They should also come and just... It will be nice. I tell your neighbor, heaven will be nice. Heaven will be nice. I don't know how your room is right now, but heaven, dear, it will be nice. <laughs> hey! Are you there? I hope there are no mice running around in your room. <laughs> wow. Well, tonight is the last night I'm going to be talking to you about greater love. Hey, the film was something else, I tell you. Hey! You're walking with that guy, and then he has seen another pretty face. And then he has left you, and hey! We have to love Jesus, oh! Eh? He's the only dependable one. You meet armed robbers on the way, then they have run away and left you. Hey! That's one. Eh? Ask anybody, that's one. That's one. Eh? A certain woman. In fact, I should say a certain couple. They were married. One day, armed robbers entered their house. And, you know, it's not a nice experience. And the man remembered that the freezer was not on. And he opened the freezer. And he jumped inside. And stayed there, coolly. And left her to face the arm robbers. You know, <laughs> are you here? How you are going to put the marriage together again afterwards? Yeah, tell you, look, if you are sitting by a sister, I don't like this mic and I don't like the sound. Today it's, it's not, it's not, yeah. Are you here? Are you coming to rescue me? Hello? Okay. Are you in the house? I don't know. Look, so tell the neighbor or the sister by you that, you know, don't blame the man, okay? The man, he actually loves you. It's only that it's not greater love. <laughs> it's not greater love. His love, it reaches somewhere. <laughs> Maybe you are the one who has made a mistake thinking that 
the way it is, you know, he is going to die for you. But that die for you, love, you no, know, it's Jesus alone, no, please. Hey. Are you here? There was another one. This one, true story. It's a true story. When the uh, mall in Kenya was attacked, about, hey, how many years ago is that now? Maybe three years? Two, three years? There was a family there. The man <laughs> and one child, and I think the wife and the baby. And when the, when the whole thing was unfolding, the man realized that he could pick one of the children and jump. But his pregnant wife and baby couldn't jump. So he jumped. When he jumped, he left the wife there. And they were, you know, the people, the attackers were going through department after department killing people. And she had the wisdom to behave like a dead person. So she was not shot. That's the only way she stayed. You know, because, oh, they did things. I mean, people were hiding. They were saying, oh, it's the police. Come on, come When they come out, then they just finish them. Yeah, but she never came out. So she survived. After surviving the siege. Charlie. No, but you see, the mantle, it was a calculation. Which is like, either all of us are going. But at least, if I jump, myself and one child, if the woman had died, you have done a wise thing. But she didn't die. So now, <laughs> look, point to the next sister, tell her, sister, he loved her, only that it was not greater love. She has to understand. I don't know how the pastors got around this one because it was a pastoral issue. How to risk? Ah! Now where? As it has come to this night point, you have left me. I didn't that. Are you returning? Oh, man. I think the cows should start marching from Bulga. He should what? He should find another house. Or he should build you another house. <laughs> Are you here? But you need to understand that it's love. Only that is not greater love. <laughs> Please push your neighbor and say, do you understand? <laughs> I don't think we understand, but we don't understand. But we better understand. It's Jesus who will not leave you behind you. <laughs> Have you not seen the women that when the man has lost his job and he becomes broke? Uh, you were understanding the man. Now you don't understand the woman who... No, no, no. Listen, listen. You were understanding the man who jumped to rescue himself. That's the same thing the woman has done. As we have married you, we believe that you were coming to take care of us. Now here you are. Already, even when you have a job, you have put us to work so that we'll help you. And then now you don't have job. So now we must now work so that you also eat some. And then the woman says that I don't like. She says she's a bad woman. Tell the brother, but you know, she loves you, but it is not greater love. That's what you need to understand. It's not greater love. Uh-huh. Oh, she loves you. She loves you. It's love, but and yet greater. <laughs> you know, one of the interesting things is how each party thinks they have a case. You know, the women were sitting down there thinking that the man is really wicked to have left her. And now the brothers are thinking that the girl is really bad 
to have left him when he's broke. But you need to understand that we are discussing greater love. That love is not greater love. It's not greater love. Wow. Are you in the house? Tonight, I want to talk to you about greater love. And you need to, to, to allow yourself to understand the love of God. I started talking about this last week and I was sharing with you about how if you allow yourself to understand the love of God and be affected by the love of God, how it will change a lot of things. Because love affects you. Love really affects you. That's why sometimes even a nasty arm robber, you know sometimes when they have these people who go and do hostage things, sometimes they find the person's mother come and talk. It's like this, the one person we know that he loves. If she talks, he will hear. You know, so love brings a certain response. Are you with me? Love brings a certain response. Some of you, as you are here, love of your father. So you don't even like the cause, but I plan to do well just because I love him. Yeah, so it's the love that's making you really forced to try and do something. Are you seeing it? All that love is not greater love. How much more greater love? So if you understood the greater love or if we are, you know, it's almost beyond our minds to understand, but we can understand it with our spirit. And if you really understand that love, it will have an effect on you. That's why the devil will never again come and stand there and tell you that nobody loves you, everybody hates you. And by the way, everybody thinks that nobody loves them. Please turn to your melancholic neighbor and say, why do you think you alone think that nobody loves you? Ah. <laughs> No, the thought has passed everybody's mind before. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Has such a thought passed your mind before that you, if such a thought has passed your mind before, let me see your hand. Just look around the room. Just look, just look. Everybody has been there before. So why have you now come to take personal ownership of it? To now come and build a castle on it that nobody loves me, everybody hates me, I'm going to the garden to eat worms. There are not enough worms for all of us. Push your neighbor and say, Stop that rough day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because you will find, you will find something in the love of God that will make you just not cross a certain barrier. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Hey, the house is very quiet. I'm trying to explain to you the power of love. You know, those of us who work with animals and like animals, animals are a very clear sign. You know, if, uh, if an animal has labored a lot and a sheep has labored and it gives birth to a dead lamb, it can almost die. Yes, but when it sees that the lamb is alive, suddenly you see the sick and tired mother, suddenly life will come back into her. Yeah, she was giving up. Suddenly she begins to fight back for life. Why? I have that little thing to love. Yeah, that little thing depends on me. Are you here? Hey, the room is very quiet. Yeah. And, and you see that it brings a response out of you. It makes you do certain things. Hallelujah. So if we are able to understand, this is just the love that's around us. If we are able to understand the greater love, it will resolve certain things in us. Amen. And so tonight, I want to... Hmm, I've already told you that the thing, we cannot understand it fully. But I want to just 
show you some of the components of this greater love. In a bit to try to explain it to you. You see, if, if, you, if you were trying to tell your mother, I want to marry the man, and the man, your mother says, oh, this guy, and you are, you are trying to tell your mother how good the person is. What are some of the things that you will be able to say? I hope you understand what I'm saying. You are trying to say something for the person to see that the man loves me, the guy is. Tonight, I'm trying to present to you the greater love of Jesus Christ. What's in that love? How is that love? Hey. Are you here? And you know, the best place to go for things you don't understand is to go to the scriptures. Wow. To go to the scriptures. The scriptures tell us so much. It's so much that we almost don't even know. Hallelujah. Now, this greater love, it's a love that is there even when we are helpless and without strength. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. Do you know that many people don't like helpless things? I mean, we have enough problems of our own. When you come with your helplessness, I mean, it's a little... You're coming to lean on us to add. Pastor Sean, come. Let me show you something. So, um, does somebody here have a backpack? A heavy one? <laughs> it, has to, it has to have some small weight. A, heavy, a backpack with some weights. Oh, uh-huh. I was about to ask that does nobody go to lectures here? <laughs> All right. So here you are. You are already walking your walking. Are you here? Carrying your backpack. And then I've now come. I say I'm helpless. Hey. <laughs> he has not even tried to help me. He's already complaining. So now you have to help me to walk from here today. My whole strength is going to lean on you. Let me just warn you. How much of this can you stand? And then you are now going to walk from me with me, not just here to here, and not just here to the gate, but you are actually going to walk with me to Bonfa, because that's where I live. Hey, I thought you were my son. You said what? Oh, please. You rest here. He says I should rest here. (laughs) I'm just trying to put in picture form helplessness, no strength. And I'm saying that somebody who already has his own japadia, his own weight, his own things, then I've come. My whole self. <laughs> this one can't even stand there on my legs. I wish I could let the legs also. <laughs> Look, you will see immediately that it's a problem. It's a problem. Another human being does not want your helplessness and does not want your lack of strength. Thank you. But let's read Isaiah 41 and verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. So when other people feel that I can't help you, I'm tired, I have my own issues, God is saying that, no, don't be afraid. Listen, I will help you. I will hold you. I will carry you. I will give you strength. I will lift you up. It is called the greater love of God. Hallelujah. Our helplessness does not frighten him. Wow. Push your neighbor and say, wow. Are you beginning to understand the greater love small? Can I give you another one? 
I said, can I give you another one? Yeah. Hallelujah. Look, another thing that we don't like is poor people. Oh, it's just true. It's just true. If you have some relatives who are a bit more disadvantaged than you, and they tend to arrive when food is ready, or they always come to visit payday, they know that salary has come because they know that as they have landed, something will flow. Some of you, like, you are like that. When your uncles see you coming, then they raise their eyebrows. They know that this particular visit, you have timed it to coincide with money. And you're kind of like... And, and people treat people who have less than them in, in, in various ways, very shabby ways. Yeah, very shabby. That's why the Bible even says that he's watching. Don't treat people who are wealthy in the church better than those who don't have because they can see that that's how we are. We give the best seats to those who we think have something. But when you don't have, they don't want you. Hey, are you there? Some of you, you know what it is to be friendless because of your poverty. You don't have some, so you don't have friends. Those who have, people are <laughs> congregating around. What she's saying there? She said what? <laughs> Hallelujah. But look at what the Lord says about his reaction to poverty. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Hmm. Are you here? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. Look at the categories of people that people don't like. Have you ever had a friend who has had a broken heart? After a while, you just get fed up. I mean, you sympathize the first night and you help her to have a place to rest. But after a while, you get tired of the same story. Every day she'll go to lectures. You think now she's okay. When she goes to lectures, then she now sees him with the other hair and she returns to the room and her face has come again and her tears have come again. And honestly, sometimes that's your best friend, your favorite sister, but you're just tired. You have said all that. It's like, oh, pick yourself up. What? Ah. They're broken hearted. Ask your neighbor, have you had broken hearts before? But Jesus said that I have come for the broken hearted. I'm actually walking around looking for the ones whose hearts have been broken. To pick them up and to put them together again. It doesn't matter how much they cry. It doesn't matter how sad they are. They should come to me. I'm ready for them. That's what he says about the broken hearted. Yeah. Oh, it's a good place to put your hands together for the greater love. The greater love. Hallelujah. Oh, are you with me? Hey, you are very quiet again. Yeah, but it is true. Yeah. So many things can break your heart. Father dies at a certain point. Or mother dies at a certain point. Or somebody disappoints you. I mean, so many things. And after a while, the people to whom you turn get tired of your tears. It's very true. Oh, yeah. 
They get tired. They try to a point, but after a while. But Jesus, he said, I came because of the brokenhearted. Are you there? He says that he came to preach deliverance to the captives. Do you know who captives are? People who something is holding. Yeah. Some people are held by drink. Some people are held by we. When you meet a person who is a captive of something, they are very unpleasant to be around. They can even steal from you. You see, they are a captive to the thing. So they can come up. Oh, yeah. I remember some close friends of ours whose father was a captive of a certain woman in the town. <laughs> the man, no, the man married his wife as a Christian. And for some years, they lived as a Christian family. Then a transfer took him somewhere. That's why you Christian women know. When they transfer him, you are also transferred. Have you heard? Okay. The man went alone. Yeah, because according to the children, that was when their father changed. And some other lady entered. Look, this, these children, as they grew, they would fast, they would pray over their father because they were also concerned about his salvation. And you could see that the man, he wouldn't know that that's what they've agreed to do. He had a lot of children too. And he would come home and he would come and sit and fast. I'm sorry for what I've done. I haven't treated you guys well. I, I, you know, he would talk and the, the children would be happy and things. And he said, yeah, this and that. And they'll be there. And one day the daughter, she called me there, she said, as he finished speaking and they finished eating together, then the man got up, he went upstairs to rest. They all they knew the father was resting. Before they were away, he came down again, carrying his bag. He was on his way. Obiafreno, captive. He was going back. Oh, yeah. He had, look, the man had referred, he was, he was really trying to come back. But something, something, that's a captive. When you meet a captive, you actually want to gain them out of captivity. But it's not canes that bring people out of captivity. It's the greater love of Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus came to say that I came to deliver the captives. The greater love of Jesus Christ works on it. Oh, are you here? Works on it. Those of you who are captives to pornography. Oh, but it's true. I can tell you that by my calculation, it's no less than 70%. I don't have a ratio for the women, but for the men, 70, 75%, maybe higher. Yeah, in different levels of, of captivity. Some who a woman, then they watch. Some who once a day. Some two challenge, breakfast, lunch, supper, and snack. Hey! All your credit, you they share just watching things that should not be watched. Hey, and you are saying to yourself, I have to stop this foolishness. Because when you finish, you don't feel good. At least if the Spirit of God is alive in you. When you finish and say, What have I done? What's this? What's this? You are a captive. You're a captive. But the greater love of Jesus Christ. The greater love is the love. You see, that's why the Bible says, Love answers all things. If you begin to understand the love of Jesus Christ, understand what He has paid for you, you yourself even begin to fight to get free yourself to go and enjoy that love. Wow. It goes on to say that 
recovery. He came for recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. All the things we don't want to walk around and all the things we don't want to help, Jesus came for them. That's the greater love of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are you there? The greater love of Jesus Christ. Another component of that love is that he loves people with problems. I mean, recently, nations with problems were given a certain description. Do you remember? <laughs> it has pained us. Now, so even as it is paining us, we are there saying that. Hmm. Now, so. Then we bore. You shouldn't have said it. You shouldn't have said it. The people who annoy me most are the people with him there who are criticized. That's what they think. He's here. It's only that they would have come. It's only that he, he will say. <laughs> hey, why? Because of our problems that have no solution. Look at Kenya. They say they have done president something. Today, opposition leader has risen up and says that he has made himself president. Hey, is that how we call ourselves president? So as we are here, we are like, Lord, whatever they do, don't let them fight. Because they've also shut down. They've shut down some of the links. So to even contact is not easy. Yeah. I said, Father, every spirit of war that is brewing. But is this an African problem? The one that is brewing in Southern Africa, if we don't take care, we all can't carry you. Hey. Problems. Tell me about problems. Some of you, your problems the trail that you didn't finish last year that has followed you to this year that you came and added one last semester hey problems your brain that's like a seed but when you it's like hey are you there different kinds of problems different so i have a message for you from the greater lover and he says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for i am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 you got a problem. He says, come. Come. Is it not amazing that the deeper into the problems people get, the further away they run from God? All our nation's issues, if we would just do what God says we should do. Hey, the church has become quiet. No, it is true. All our nation's issues, all of them, all of them, if we, if we just came, yeah, it will be resolved. Because when you come, you suddenly see that I am a thief. I shouldn't steal again. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. As you come, you see that, oh, I have some. I can share. Yeah. As we come to him, we suddenly see that selfishness is not getting us anywhere. And selfishness, how is costing us? If you want to see the cost of shell selfishness, just position yourself at this crossroad station between the hours of something. Oh manifestations of human selfishness 
I want to go, so I don't mind how I block the road. Then suddenly we are stuck because of one selfish people, 25 cars this way, 32 that way, 68 this way, all the way to get one selfish human being. Please take my towel for me. Hallelujah. Are you here? But Jesus comes and he says, you got a problem? Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Where have you been going with your problems? I think where have you been going with your problems? Some of you, when you have a problem, then you say, oh, my mail has come. And then you close the door. And then you stay there. You, yourself, and I, with your pillow. What has it solved? Some, when they have problems, they now go out and then spend all the money, borrow some and spend, and just increase the problem. <laughs> hey, are you here? But Jesus, the greater lover, he says, you have a problem. I like you. Come, come, come. All you who are heavy laden, you come. You said what? You are broke. Come. You said you don't have. Come. You said you are failed. Come. You said what? You are a sinner. I said, come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hmm. Or oh, you don't understand the scripture. All ye that labor, and labor is hard work. And you are heavy laden. You are carrying things that are heavy. Somebody here, you cannot sleep. You can't sleep. Go and talk to him. Lord, I can't sleep. I want to sleep. The scripture says that you give sleep to your beloved. Am I not part? Ah, ah. Give me sleep. Yeah. But you'll be there calculating. I can't sleep. Yesterday too, I didn't sleep. I lay here two hours. The day before too, I didn't sleep. Hey, what if I don't sleep today too? That will be four days without sleeping. Hey, you know, you see, you, we, we don't fully understand the greater love. Just this evening when I was coming, somebody was sharing with me something. And the person was telling me about how her colleague has had to so many issues, lost her daughter, this, that. He said the person has had to go and see a psychologist. Psychologist, no? 300 CDs an hour. And, and, and the person was telling me that, Sana, as I'm in church with the uh, 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 pastor, I didn't know that I have relief or I have, you know. Uh, anyway, now when you are coming, bring your 300. You can pay. <laughs> Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Oh, we have charged you before you come. Have we charged? I think we should charge. That's why some of you, you sit down and carry it until it has become a beast before you come. I, I think we could use some. You have the front desk, eh? So we should then add a hundred so that we would share 200, 200. Wow. Free counsel, free word of God, free prayer. No, it's true. Free love, free help. You know, you will even make appointments and not come. Even that one, when you come again, we'll mind you. We don't charge you for our, If you look in the when you make psychologist appointments, you don't make it. You pay for that time. Because somebody else would have taken that time, but you booked it and you didn't come. Hey! Are you in the house this evening? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's not a joke. And you see, when you go, even go to see a psychologist, what worries me is that. Hey, you are going to embed your heart to a stranger. It worries me. 
It's not that I don't know. I don't know you. Then I'm now coming to tell you all my. Hey! In meaning, my insights. Hey! You said what? Let's explore your thought process. Excuse me. They'll say what? Let's explore your thought process. Then you're talking. They don't offer any counsel at the end. They just. So let's see. How are you thinking about this situation? No, they just literally walk you through the corridors of your problem. You said what? Oh, so why were you thinking like that? So why are you feeling this way? Why, why, what? Is there something in your childhood? That's... Listen, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. When you have finished bringing up my past, bringing up all the demons in the past, when you have raised all of them, how are you going to bring them down again? You know, we should, let's be serious. Let's be serious. Because sometimes eh, the injuries of life is not to go and talk about it all. Today I was reading a news something in um, CNN, the news page. Lady raped at nine, pregnant at ten, forced to marry her rapist at eleven. Yeah. In a church, by the way. <laughs> Something like, where do you carry such a thing to? What, what talking is going to solve that? How, how, how do you resolve it? How do you even remain loving God? How do you... How do you what, medicine, what medicine are you going to give to remove it? Hey, tell your neighbor, unless God. Some issues, unless God. Oh, unless God. If God does not rescue you, you are going to be bitter widow. Then you will now reap the fruits of bitter widowhood. Hey. Unless God push your neighbor and say, let's stop joking. Some of you who have your face is already like a lemon. Do you know what a lemon is? Wrinkled because of the weight of... You better find your way quickly to the greater lava and go and unburden yourself there. Hey! You need help. Come, we shall go together. Yeah. That's all. What? Hey, hallelujah. Amen. Because nowadays we're seeing more and more young people with a lot of issues. A lot of mental issues. And most of the mental and yes, what about them? At all. At all. It's just that you have what you've carried your heavy burden yourself. Please, let's read it. I'll give you what? Okay. Have you understood it or not? Because some of you, when you read it, then you added at the end, minus me. Push your neighbor and say, Jesus is talking to you. Jesus is what? Hey. Life is interesting. I'm just trying to open up the greater love for us to see what is inside. Hallelujah. This greater love, it came to us even when we were God's enemies. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 to 21. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you 
that was sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by bitter works. Yet now has he reconciled. Don't mind all the big English. It says that there was a time you were far away from God. Even you, he has reconciled with you. Wow. wow. I say, is it powerful? We were far away. Here's another scripture in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. He paid all for us to just draw near. Yeah. Hey, ask your neighbor, are you near? Are you near to Jesus? Are you near? Hmm. Maybe you're just looking at anything. Hmm. 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 He loved us even when we were thieves. As we can see in Luke 23 on the cross from verse 39. One of the thieves, in fact the Bible calls them malefactors, I prefer that word, but that's a thief, <laughs> which was hanged, railed on him saying, if thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other, seeing, answering, rebukes him saying, do you not fear God? Seest thou, thou art in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we have received the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss. And he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you have come into your kingdom. Jesus said to him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. A thief, are you here? The thief, by his own uh, agreement, he was saying that me cry that I'm coming to die. He said that, Look, ours is just. We did something that deserved it. And then the guy just said, Please remember me. He said, Oh, I'll remember you. I'll remember you. Wow. Are you beginning to feel the love and see that the love is really it's, it's special. It's really special. Or you can't see that it's special. Can you see that it's also different from what you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. He loved us even when we were fornicators. Okay. And some of you, you are born again fornicators. You were fornicating when you are an unbeliever. You have given your life to Jesus Christ. You know that he says, stop, steal. Hey. God loves us all. You should be happy that he's not like a human being like me. Like I'll be in heaven. You'll be there. Your naked bum. Pew! <laughs> hey. John chapter 8 and verse 3. There's a story. The scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman taken in adultery. And when, they, and, then, and when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have something to accuse him. Jesus stood down and with his, stooped down with his finger, wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. You see, they are accusing somebody. Many of us will say, eh, you say what? But Jesus, like he has no head. So when they continued asking, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is now singing among you, let him first cast the stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. <laughs> and they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the eldest, even unto the last. <laughs> 
and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And he said, Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Greater love. Oh, as if you are clapping for greater love, you better give a greater clap. Hallelujah. You know, we are, we are so used to the story that sometimes we fail to see inside. If this thing was being judged today, and Jesus said these words, the litigants among us will say, ah, so are you approving of her behavior? Do you not see that by releasing her, you are causing pregnancy and illegal fornication to proliferate in the church? And we are not supposed... Yes. Hey, the Pharisees and Sadducees in the church, more than we can carry, I tell you. I tell you. It's only that we don't allow them to manifest. Uh, you are very quiet. Sit by your neighbor and say, are you one of the Pharisees? Jesus did not say that the woman had not sinned though. All he pointed out was that the people who had come to judge her were in no better state. That's all he's saying. They are in no better state. There's a scripture that is there. We know the scripture before it, but we often ignore this one. John 3.16 says what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should not perish. What does 17 say? He sent his son. Yeah. <laughs> Those who have been learning scriptures are known. Many of you, you are there chewing granules. When they say go and do let's go, you won't go. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And often we quote the 16 and we forgot the 17. And we have made Jesus a condemner. Listen, he will return again. When he comes, that's a different coming. But till then, till then, he has not come to condemn anyone. But rather to, that through him will be rescued. Through him will be saved. And that's why he didn't condemn the woman. He said, I don't condemn. He told her, just don't go and sin again. Don't go and do it again. That's all. Wow. Some of us have plenty words for other people. Oh. Take heed unto yourself. Hmm. Hmm. Push your neighbor and say, is that you that they're talking about? Is that say? Yeah. So you see that in the greater love of Jesus Christ, there lies no condemnation. But rather, He's trying to draw us to be saved. That's all that his mind is on. Wow. Are you enjoying the greater love of Jesus Christ? Are you going to allow it to affect you? Because that's why I'm opening it up for you to see. So that you will stop running away from Christ. One of the things that I don't understand is when things are not okay with you, then you rather now stay away from church. What is wrong with you? That's the part I don't understand. I don't understand. Hey, I don't understand. Hey, mommy, I can't pray. That's why you should come into the atmosphere of prayer. 
Because you yourself right now are helpless and you cannot pray. And when you come into the atmosphere of prayer, that's when you see something else. Yeah. In the atmosphere, one of the things that Bishop kept on saying, he's been saying it through this time of days of prayer. He says that if even you have arrived and slept, and slept in the presence, it's better than you than not coming. Yeah. Or you don't get the point. And honestly, the, the, whole, the whole place is, can feel that the Lord is there. So it's like, Charlie, you came and you fell asleep, Grandpa. It's better. It's better because something is there. Sometimes as you arrive, you came there not feeling like praying. But as prayer is going, you say, let me try something, something. Before you are aware, you too. <laughs> so neighbor, your, your, praying, your praying has come. You too. Your praying has come. Oh! From today, when you are in trouble, I've said it over and over, but I see that people don't believe it. When you are in trouble, when something's happening, run to, not away from. To the house, not away from the house. Hey. hey but I don't know what other people will say. Ah, the people who are going to say, they will say whether you are here or you are where you are. Eh. So do they matter? They don't matter. They don't matter. You have run away. Listen, pregnancy can't be hidden. No. Oh. Mm. Somebody once said that the evil that men do <laughs> lives what? After them. The evil that women do lives before them. Yeah. I am not saying you come and say I don't care. No. What I'm saying is that you are looking for God and just trying to stay close because he said, come. It's a sign of, I have come. I'm in trouble, but I have come. Hallelujah. Wow. Are you understanding your greater love? He loves us when we are sick. Mm. Bishop tells the story. I want to read it. One day while doing wards around in the teaching hospital, I noticed how the doctors passed by and avoided the smelly corner that had patients with long-standing ulcers. Doctors doing ward rounds would often pass by when they got to that section where the patients with the smelly sores were. I felt sorry for those old men who seemed to be neglected because their conditions were so chronic and so foul-smelling. Then I thought of Jesus who said we should come to him with our chronic and foul-smelling problems. People usually do not want to have anything to do with problematic people. But Jesus said, come to me with all your burdens. What? <laughs> Are you there? I want to end with Isaiah 53. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with our stripes, we are healed. Oh, it's beautiful. Kofi, come and sing this, my song, for me. Hallelujah. Wow. Those of you who can sing it should just join us. But learn to fall in love with God and to accept his love.
Thank you.
everything is in the Bible. So when you are getting ready to get married and you have to write raps, open your Bible. Oh, all these words are in the Bible. Oh. The song is scripture. Uh, you thought we were singing what? Nightclub music. Hey, please oh. So it's in the word. It's in the word. Yeah, it's in the word. The greatest lover of all is the Lord himself. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, but you have not fully responded to this love. It is love that laid down a life. And maybe as you are here, you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ and received his love in such a way that it has affected you. Maybe if I would ask you, is your name written in his book? Maybe you say, I'm not sure. Maybe as you are here, you are carrying your sins yourself. And maybe you are saying that I'm just not good enough. That means you have not received this free gift that he has brought to you. And that he offers you. Free to us. It wasn't free to him. It wasn't cheap to him. But you are here tonight and you are saying, I want to respond to that love. I haven't done it before or I've done it but I didn't understand it I didn't mean it but now I understand and so I want to give my life to Jesus I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior if that is you just where you are sitting lift up your right hand and we'll pray together just lift up your right hand because your name must be written in his book it will be too late if you wait you're just not sure. Don't think about your friends sitting there. They didn't die for you. Don't think about what other people will say. They didn't die for you. But if you're here and you're saying, I've not responded to this love the way I should. Let me see your right hand up so I can pray with you. Let me see your right hand up. Just lift that right hand up and let us pray. If your heart is beating, it's a sign. It's a sign. And I want to pray with you. Father, thank you for the love that you've given to us. We give you all the praise and we are grateful for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. 